So yesterday we uh, talked about uh, election, the fact that, uh, uh, rather predestination, and uh, the fact that God has predestined us. And some people find this very scary, very disturbing, that God may have elected some to be saved and some to be lost. And that is absolutely not the teaching of Scripture. And uh, it is uh, sad and, and, and tragic, and yet it's uh, all part of God's plan that people misunderstand this election and uh, it, uh, because it's as if Satan takes a good bit of news and misuses it so that we get scared of it. Does God elect some people and not others? No, absolutely not, and I'll show you that from Scripture in a minute. But let's go to Romans 8, uh, where we see in verse 29, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. Well, I used the word election because, of course, Paul has used this, or is going to use it, I should say, uh, a little later in uh, chapter 11. So let's take a look at uh, some of the verses that make this very obvious and very clear. In the book of Romans, chapters 9 to 11, which we haven't come to yet, I'm, so I'm jumping ahead, but uh, I want to make this clear to you. We have, one, some in ancient Israel who are elected, two, Gentiles and Jewish believers at the time of Christ are elected, and therefore by inference all who are believers in Christ throughout the ages are elected, Three, a literal Jewish remnant, or a remnant representing everyone, a literal Jewish representational remnant is elected at the time of Paul. Then it is declared that all Israel will be saved because they are elected. That's point four. And then point five, Finally, to complete this astonishing plan, all Israel and all the Gentiles are elected because we are told God intends to have mercy on all, and mercy is, as we've seen, the ultimate goal of election. So let me go through the verses as they appear uh, in Scripture here, from 9 to 11. Number one, certain ancient Israelites are elected. Let's quote the verse, Romans 9, verses 9 through 11, uh, 9 through 12, rather. At this time I will come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac, for the children not yet born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him, him who calls, it was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. So that's certain ancient Israelites being elected. Number two, many Gentiles and Jews in Paul's day are elected and become believers. Uh, the verse uh, is Romans 9, verses 22, uh, 23 rather, and 24. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, 
which he had prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he called, not of Jews only, but also of Gentiles. Since God is preparing people beforehand for glory, as it says in that verse, then they are called and therefore elected and predestined. Number three, a representational remnant of literal Israel is also is also elected at the time of Christ. This is Romans 11, verse 5. I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. Or do you not know? Even so, then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And so, Romans 11, verse 5, makes it clear that the, rep- the remnant is a proof that God, the remnant, that is, that God has elected, is a proof that God has not cast away his people at all. Well, how many are going to be saved and elected and saved? Now we come to point four. The whole literal house of Israel is elected. And this is Romans 11, verse 28. And so all Israel will be saved. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. Israel is loved because of the promise that God gave to his, the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and is therefore elected for salvation. And number five, all humanity is elected since all are destined for mercy, and mercy is the goal of election. Let's go to Romans 11, verse 30 to 32 for this. For just as you Gentiles were at one time disobedient to God, that is, vessels of wrath, but now have received mercy, that is, you've become vessels of mercy, because of their, that is, Israel's disobedience, so they too, Israel, that is, have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, that is the Gentiles, they, Israel, that is the Jews, also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience that he may have mercy on all. Let's read that passage again without my interjections of explanations there. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but have now, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy." For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. And let me give a further explanation of that then. So you Gentiles, that is we, we were at one time disobedient to God. We were vessels of wrath, you see. But now we have received mercy because of Israel's disobedience. How did that happen? Well, when Israel became disobedient, they killed the Messiah. So we received the atoning sacrifice of Christ by the disobedience of Israel. 
so that they too, that is Israel, have now been disobedient, having rejected the Messiah, you see, in order that by the mercy shown to you, that is the Gentiles, they too may now receive mercy, because as the Gentiles receive mercy, then Israel becomes jealous, envious, and desires to have what we have found. And so they ultimately, now and in the final judgment, will receive that mercy. So then, the nine, the Romans nine eleven, that is Romans chapters nine through uh, through eleven, teaches that all are elected and then they are called in various circumstances and periods in time and in eternity, and for the purpose of revealing and proclaiming to the others the glory of God's mercy, so that finally God might have mercy on all of them, and thus call the rest of the elected, which is all the world. Do you see then that God calls some, elect, elects all to mercy? He has predestined that this planet shall be saved eternally. It shall be rescued from its sin and death. And to do that, he elects people at different times in history. That is, let me be more accurate, he has elected all people throughout history, and he calls certain people whom he's elected at different times in history to give witness, to bear witness to those who have yet to be called. And ultimately, everyone all the elected of the world, that is, all the world which is elected, are ultimately called. This is what it means, then, when it says in Romans 8, verse 29 and verse 30, For whom he foreknew, that is, he knew beforehand, not simply in the sense of, well, he knew them beforehand, and he knew they would accept him, and therefore he elected them. Oh, no. Foreknowledge is God's plan to act upon people by give, bringing them to an end of themselves so that he can instill in them faith. We call out to God when we come to the end of our resources. For whom he foreknew then, he also predestined. He foreknew us all, he foreknew this world, and therefore predetermined, predestined it to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. The plan was then that God would give his Son the whole world, and that that whole world might be Jesus' brothers and sisters. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. So you see, he elects certain people, predestines everyone, and then elects them. Or rather, the predestination means he has elected them, but he calls them at different times. Those he also called, and whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. Now, when we get to Romans 11, you will see that the, the calling of some at some time 
and the calling of others at another time and different times in history is for the purpose of getting those called ones who are saved, who have been, who have received their salvation, to interact with those who have not yet received their uh, uh, salvation, so that one group may make the other group jealous. Paul talks about vessels of wrath and vessels of mercy. And vessels of mercy, wrath, are not predestined to be lost. Vessels of wrath are predestined to be made jealous of those vessels of mercy who have already received their call, so that ultimately vessels of wrath become vessels of mercy. Now, this sounds all complicated, doesn't it? But it's not really. What it is saying is this, that God had his eye on you before ever you were born before ever the world was created. And he has set his heart upon you to bring you through this veil of death, this veil of tears. No matter how difficult your life is now, trust him. Put your trust in him. Lord God, say, I cannot pilot myself to the shore. I haven't the knowledge. I don't know how to pilot. But Jesus, you are my pilot, and I'm going to trust in you, even though I'm going through hell and high water, that I will finally make it to the shore because you are my faithful and good pilot. Well, what a good Savior we have. What a good pilot. Trust in him and uh, let him take you through all your troubles and perplexities and he will get you to shore. Thank you for listening today, Colin Cook, and How It Happens Here. You can hear this broadcast on your smartphone. Simply download a free app, soundcloud.com or podbean.com and key in How It Happens with Colin Cook when you get there. And would you consider a donation to help the uh, the ministry and the radio broadcast to keep going? You can make your donation online at faithquestradio.com or you can send your donation to FaithQuest P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado 80160. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for your lovely little notes. So encouraging. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless. <music>